1: Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, What a Night. You've got a hell of a lineup today. You're in for an absolute treat, uh, Dan Kilpatrick from the Evening Standard. Between sticks, got a solid back two of, of Godson and Summerfield. I'll sort of rock a roving midfield role, and then welcome back to the front line, Shawnee Walsh, ready to bang in the goals today. How are you, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm good, mate. You?
1: Yeah, fab. Great to have you <laughs> back. Really great to have you back. <laughs> that was so <laughs> lovely. Yeah, I'm good mate. Yeah, yeah no, no, just, not bad. Just calm. Just chilling. Um, (laughs) Off the back of this weekend as well. That's so understated. I'm Mm. still buzzing. I'm still in that mode. You know where you can consume any piece of content that someone puts out about the game?
3: Yeah, that's one where you you watch Match of the Day and you might even watch Match of the Day too just to catch the the second highlights of it. The briefer highlights. And then the YouTube and then the podcast and so on, so on, so on.
1: And you wait for the like Ndombele season... Clip to come out where they just collate his entire game into sixty seconds, and I have watched that as well. And well I will after watch every game, <laughs> he gets one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs>
3: becoming, becoming one of my favourite accounts. I have to say that one that that's putting together. Just keep up the good work, is all I can say. Keep putting them out. He <laughs> isn't up. on place. <laughs>
4: Eleven minutes as a sub again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay. And if you could make a I'm duplicate
1: Jal Sacramento account as well, there's just a minute of him on the sidelines. That would go down a storm oh. also.
3: Wonderful, wonderful performance from Jao this weekend,
4: just in terms of <laughs> did you actress. Did you notice, on, on a serious note, that Jal was in the stands this I, weekend? I did.
1: Wasn't that interesting? He was sort mm. of yeah. about seven, eight yards behind, so he wasn't up high. He was sort of weirdly prowling. The, the first But I tier. think he
4: was high enough to... You know when some managers like Big Sam sit on the top tier in the first half so they get an overview of the game, they can see it pan out a bit better. Yeah. I think he was high enough to be doing that to kind of see where... I don't know, I guess the, the patterns were appearing a bit more accurately than Jose being pitch side. So that was an interesting little development and kind of speaks to maybe... Maybe Joe's growing trust in Jao if I'm not reading into it too much. He was, oh, no. he read was into positioned it more. in a new spot. Read into it more. I just thought Hunter, I just thought Hunter would like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tell me more, Dan. Write articles about it. I will read them.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only thing that was missing was the, uh, the Sam Allardyce Bluetooth tusk. Mm, which would have been a, a, a real treat, yeah. He had that sort of erupting out of his ear, didn't he? <sighs> that was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, such a good weekend for for Spurs. It kind of almost played out with the exception of um, with the exception of Chelsea going and looking very good. It kind of almost played out the way in which you would have you could have asked for really the best way you could have asked for. Jude, where did you enjoy the game from? And and how how anxiety ridden was this one in comparison to say West Brom?
0: um i was yeah i was just watching it from my room um we have a load of nephews and nieces downstairs but i just shunned them and
1: didn't say hello and just <laughs> stayed in my room to watch it all um you know that bit in that you know in love actually you know that like, i love uncle jamie mm-hmm. and then he's like bye kids they're like i hate uncle jamie that's literally you dude I yeah i'm not uncle present dude he's not present. staying in his room <laughs> He's no, I said hello again. beforehand. Obviously. But... <laughs> Why is the dog barking? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dodgy Uncle Jude. Yeah. Um... Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold, right, on hang hold on. on. Then, hold on. Hang, hang on a, a second. second. <laughs> Not allowed to speak on that any further. Actually. But, um... <laughs> if I speak, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. Um, anxiety. Yeah. Plenty. If you play mm. like that, you know you, you you're you're on the verge of a heart attack pretty pretty much throughout the whole game, but i worth happy taking the risk to see
1: them to see them win 2-0. Very Did anyone so. else feel weirdly more calm in this one when just in terms of the defensive display? No. Or was this worse than this one? <laughs> I, I think you I'd can sunk see. four
3: pints, so that's almost that's almost cheating. By about sixty minutes I was pissed. Um, which I think was helpful in a way
4: (laughs) Um, I felt more like it was the the right way to be playing that game which gave me a a sense of inner calm whereas in the previous three games against uh, West Brom Brighton and Burnley I wasn't convinced that that was the way Spurs should be playing whereas in this one you're like right we know this is the way to beat City. It's tried and tested, not just by Spurs last season, which was a lot luckier, but it's tried and tested by other teams. This is the way to do it. I've got total faith that Spurs are playing the game in the right way. So that gave me uh, a sense of
1: calm that I perhaps didn't have in the uh, the previous three games. It did yeah. look like that, that Jose was really getting a lot of enjoyment from that performance on the sideline. I don't know if it, whether that sort of came across, but he was like, almost like just purring down there just like prowling around his technical box but not going crazy not like going mad just shouting press the ball press the ball bah, 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 and then go back to just kind of like wandering <laughs> just wandering around again which i which i really got a lot of enjoyment from finally but nice to watch you
3: that that Intense training on the pa pas finally paying off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, just, I think I think you know a lot. A lot was made of the sort of when Jose in the in the documentary spoke about being intelligent. See you next Tuesdays. Um, and I thought that that was essentially what we got from a lot of a lot of players like yesterday. You know, Hoybier sort of leading that as the sort of main bastard, um, but also. You know completely controlling what he had around him and and you know players like Aurier who weren't diving in, standing up your man, going to the line with them it's just that it was a more mature defensive performance and yeah that I, I was calmer second half I was I was calm, but that might have been the beer so let's not rule that out.
1: Yeah, very good point. There's like 4.5% worth of calm that just snuck in under the radar. Um, Shawnee, just before we go into the good bits, just just tell me, I saw you just gently surface on Twitter at full time, just, just seeded that one out. Tell us what that tweet said
2: we might be winning the league lads <laughs> Hello? Hello. <Can> <laughs> is it just is
1: it just
3: spurs twitter that has these accounts that sort of come out of retirement every 6 months to say things <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> the thing is uh. I, I
1: think we we we're, we're, we're probably better for that than most uh, most clubs because hmm. we seem to have these like really euphoric highs combined with really crap lows you know it's not it's not like Back in the day when it was mid-table mediocrity and we won against United maybe once every five years and then would stick it to them for five minutes and then have to go back to being quiet for a long time. <laughs> sort of, we're in that really awkward hybrid at the moment. But it's nice; it's a nice place to be. Let's do, the, let's do all the good stuff because there was so much good stuff. And I'd like to begin, if possible, by talking about the formation because, Dan, you... I sort of backed you into a corner three weeks in a row and asked you to talk about the formation... But finally, it's properly paid off, hasn't it? The way in which we should be playing in the right game and it coming to fruition, the fact that we rehearsed that performance almost three weeks on the spin.
4: Yeah, I mean, by formation, do you mean just kind of style of play? Because I actually thought. Sorry, style formation... of play and formation,
1: because it was a 424 yeah. wasn't it? Which was which was really quite fun to watch in terms of the way that the, the, Andombele was almost the, the, the guy the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, Andombele was channels. almost in a front
4: two, like some of the yeah. time it was higher than Kane for a lot of it but yeah I mean I think I maintain that it was not the right way to play against um, the, the Burnley's Brighton's and West Brom's you know I'd like to see Spurs be more adventurous and I think those games were tighter than they needed to be but yeah it was it was absolutely the right approach for City and it was so kind of peak Jose Mourinho it was so classic textbook archetypal Mourinho-Guardiola game you know it it. It might. It was in style and in pattern. It was kind of, you know, reminiscent of, of all Mourinho's big wins over Guardiola. The most famous sort of being the Inter Milan Barcelona game in 2010. You know, just that you have all the ball, but we're not going to have, but we're not going to let you have kind of dangerous possession. It's kind of pointless possession. That at least that's what, how Mourinho sees it. And we're going to be clinical and, and hit you on the counter attack whenever we can. And, yeah, it was it was kind of executed perfectly. I do think Spurs were... It was a little... They rode their luck a little bit more than I thought people suggested afterwards. There was some suggestion that Spurs were kind of totally in control. I do think they were a couple of ricochets away in the first half from, from some really hairy situations. But on the whole, I mean, City didn't really have a big chance... Uh, goal aside, VAR goal aside, until Diaz uh, header in the last kind of five minutes. So mm. yeah, it, it couldn't have gone better for, for Mourinho.
1: Shawnee, what do you reckon? Formation, strategy, how pleased are you with the way it played out?
2: It felt like a more refined version of the game that we played against them last season, didn't it? Like in the In the game last year, there were a few more kind of glaring, big moments where they should have scored and we rode like a little bit more, whereas this time it was more like keeping it more at arm's length, and Dan's right, until that Diaz chance last minute, which was kind of from a set piece, and you wouldn't really say it was like a clear-cut chance or anything, like the, we re- weren't in that much danger, and it just kind of, yeah, it played into our hands, it, and you said about how we've had this performance like three weeks in a row in the in international break, like we were ready for this, I think you could probably even say that those were like the dress rehearsals for it. Like this was the one that Mourinho had kind of circled on his calendar and he was like getting ready for it. And was almost saying like, we we should be beating Burnley, Brighton, West Brom, no matter how we play. We should be getting maximum points there. The one that we need to look at is City, if we're going to be like kind of title contenders or be in the top four this year. Mm. And yeah, it's just... When we have like, these big games, like, especially this season, it's just felt like... A more sense of belonging that it wasn't there wasn't a fluke that we're actually doing things in a proper way that we're w- really well drilled and really well just really well with machine right now and it's really kind of pleasing to see and get on board with that because mm. for so long like I know Jude you did a piece this weekend about how the start of the first game of the season we were sitting it was all doom and gloom it was like <laughs> what are we doing mm. but since then it's a yeah, great been... piece, dude. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yes, yeah, it's just been really, really good stuff and along there continue.
1: Jude, mm. can you give us the crux of that? Uh, obviously we should link people through to the article itself, but um, yeah, give it give us the, the rundown.
0: Um, I was just taking pot shots at pseudo intellectuals. Like myself, who claim to know everything, when really they don't know that much. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, it was just basically just sort of an appreciation of what that game was, and you know, if you contrast it with the game we had with them, like in February, uh, I mean, same scoreline, same result, but just so much more comfortable to watch. As soon as they got that early goal, I, I don't know about you guys, but I just like immediately settled, and I was just like, right. They're, they're probably going to win this. <laughs> Which isn't a feeling you have too much against City. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's just nice to see Mourinho proving his worth a little bit after that United spell. Opening yeah. their eyes so up to I think it a little it's bit.
4: also... It's it's really nice to kind of know that Spurs are doing productive things in training, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I think there were times last year where you just wondered what Spurs had been working on. You just weren't sure what the plan was. And that was almost the most frustrating thing about Mourinho's first kind of six months. It was just not knowing what they were trying to do, even if they were winning games. You're like, I'm not sure what the strategy here is. And and even in the kind of death throes of Pochettino's time, you thought, OK, this hasn't worked or it's not working, but I know the way he wants to play. We all know the way he, he generally wants to play. With Mourinho, it just wasn't clear for so long. And I think toward the back end of the last season after Project Restart, there were games, you know, Newcastle, Leicester, and Arsenal, there were you know, three or four games in a row where that plan started to emerge. And now it's, it's really obvious to the point where we can properly kind of talk about it and say, you know, this is what Spurs worked on in training this week. Um, but I think, you know, going back to Jude's piece after the Everton game, which I which I totally not agree with. No, no, but I totally agree with it. Like it did look as though that you're like, right, well, it's going to be the same kind of thing now. We're, we're back to just really not knowing what the approach is. And that's how it seemed against Everton. But but it's incredible kind of how quickly that's... Um, that game now just looks like a total anomaly and it's incredible how quickly that everything's kind of worked out. And I'm sorry, Jude, I didn't mean to mug you off. I meant to say that I agree with it. That's all right. It um, deserves mugging off, mate. And, <laughs> and, it, and it's changed. It, it all changed very quickly.
1: Hunter, what did you make of the defence? As a centre back yourself, you must have enjoyed so much of that defending.
3: I have to say, yeah, I think this is probably the, this is the total performance that we, that we sort of question if Spurs have it have it in them because you feel like a lot of these defenders have in individual mistakes in their game still, um, namely Eric Dyer and Serge Aurier out of the four that played yesterday. Um, I thought Regulon was absolutely superb but it was more of the same from him it, and all of RL has that you know there was that one world class tackle that's that's the difference between him and other centre backs that that moment um, but but Eric Dyer for me that was a game it was a game where he he won everything that he needed to he was good in possession which he can't you can't always say about Eric Dyer he's, he's sometimes quite loose in his passes out from the back Um and I just felt like it was a more mature performance from him. Um, didn't dive in. Stood. Uh, I think it's really important against cities. They want you to dive in and commit, commit yourself. And they sh- they shielded along that that back line really well. And then the same for Sergio. You know, I've given Sergio a lot of stick um, over the last couple of years. And I mean, some people might agree with me. I think most people would agree with me that he hasn't been uh, the sort of right back we expected. But yet he again he was it was just more mature again he just didn't he didn't dive in he didn't push on too far he it was more and this you know maybe we were asking too much of him playing a right back as a right wing you know a right wing back and you know he was getting exposed because he was playing too high and that was you know again i think just a suffering from the sort of style that we were playing at the time um it does look like he's improve, improving his defending and if he can play like that more often you know, without those mistakes, I did. I didn't feel like he was going to give away a penalty, which is probably the um, the biggest compliment I can I can give him. But I think as as a as a four, I thought they were brilliant, and I, I think you know they sort of set the tone for what was a very um, uh, mature performance.
1: Yeah, and I I have to say you're spot on there in terms of Sergio. Real, I've never felt so assured about him. Sort of grew into the game as well. At the beginning, you're like, oh, God, he's being run at. Like, please don't give away a penalty. Please don't give away a foul. And you could see it was almost as if everyone had been given the instruction that when you are in the box, you are on your tiptoes, you don't go near anyone. There was a lot of hands held high and a lot of people (laughs) sort of just ushering people out of the box. Um, And I also think that that Eric Dyer point you made, Hunter, the fact that we were so narrow really suited him. Do you remember that game against United last year when Pogba got him in a in a right tangle, yeah. and he found himself outside of the box in a really uncomfortable position? We just didn't see any of that against City. He was kept very compact, and an Oriam Regulon just dropped in and 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 covered the space. And also, oh, Stevie Bergwijn, the amount of work that he put in to get back and double up on Mares when Mares was looking to drift into pockets of space from the right hand side, I just thought it was fantastic. I think. Anyone that got taken off in that game wasn't taken off because they weren't performing they were taken off because they'd done their job to a T and done 60 seventy minutes of blasting it and, and incredible hard work and then fresh legs were required then and, and I mean it's, it's another thing I maybe we'll come to that in a beautiful but to make a substitution and then thirty five seconds later see those fresh legs burning away from de Bruyne. it just it was such a snapshot of what Mourinho was trying to do. I thought it was it was fab. Um, in terms of the bad stuff, there's only really one place to, to start this. Alderweireld having such a wonderful game and then seeing him walking down the walking down the, the tunnel and, and the way that he looked at Jose as well, sort of shaking his head. And Jose was almost trying to like, pull him back, being like, are you all right? And he just was not having any of it it's mm. a little bit worrying isn't it I don't really know who wants to jump in on that because that's quite a depressing point but um, but yeah it's a little bit worrying to see isn't it that the player that you're relying on the most at the back almost
3: well I, I think Dan Dan, you actually tweeted at first that it might be a, an adductor muscle um, or I actually mistakenly it, but... said abductor <laughs> which is the wrong <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. it is an abductor's muscle he's stolen some muscles um <laughs> <laughs> and and I replied to Dan's thing saying I've actually done that I've done that injury before where you you I've ruptured the adductor between my stomach and my and it basically goes from your stomach into your leg and it is a I can confirm it's painful and then I can also confirm there's not a whole lot you can do to to speed up the recovery I I had physio uh, twice a week and it it it's more just about you have to give it time it's it's one of those it really is a a sitting down and allowing it to fix each because you can go i remember i'd be like running for a train and it would tweak again and then that's me back another two three weeks so it really was a, a, a matter of <laughs> and i'm not saying half an hour before the train <laughs> yes <Yeah, yeah. laughs> um, i'm not saying i'm on the level of Toby i'm sure he'll have a slightly better medical team than my local nhs but all i all i can say is it, it took it just takes a while and and i you can see the way that it, like you said you can always sort of tell from a player's reaction because you know they're aware of how their bodies fit they're like highly tuned machines and they know when something's not quite right and he'll yeah I don't, it didn't look like a good one i don't think we can expect to see him for a good couple of months so rodin uh,
1: sorry go on go down
4: on i was gonna say yeah i, th- I think it's a a bad one. I think he's going to be assessed today but but Spurs are, are kind of saying that what Jose said i.e. it being bad is is the position at the moment but I also think if you were to kind of make a list of this starting eleven on Saturday and, and kind of rank them in order that you'd most like them to get a serious injury Alderville, it sounds harsh to say but him and Dier would probably still be quite high on that list mm. I can't, you know, maybe I don't know who you'd have is, is your the player you'd most want to be injured. I know that sounds really sinister, <laughs> but Got flip they, it. They, it's not it the,
1: the ones yeah. you'd least like to get injured. Yeah, cause that's much looking... better,
4: much better. Shout. He,
1: he would. He would
4: be. He would. Wouldn't be top of the players you'd least want to get injured from from that side. So look, teams are. Everyone's going to get injuries. It's just the way it is this season. So it, the only sort of positive I can put on it is, is the fact that I do think there's not a huge amount between the centre halves this year. I think he's a, he's a big loss, but I also, you know, I think Roden, Tanganga and, and Sanchez, if Sanchez can get his confidence back, aren't a million miles away from Alderweireld's level. Whereas if you're losing a kind of Hoyberg, Kane, Son, then there's there's quite a big drop off to the players who are going to come in.
1: Yeah, well that, that that's quite an interesting shot. What did you make of of Roden when he when he came on? He didn't have a huge amount of time. I just thought it was quite interesting that Roden was the is the first is the first choice that they look at, and it's not Ben Davis to come in, and it's mm. obviously not Davenson at the time, and Jaffitt's still a bit touch and goal on the injury front. The fact that Roden's straight in there, it's quite a big statement, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't okay. see a lot of
4: him, because I had my head in my computer for the last 10 minutes, really, but I think he is he is obviously. Oh, I um, yeah. <laughs> um, He is obviously kind of a leapfrog Sanchez in, in the pecking order, I think, for the time being. It's just a bit of a shame that he hasn't been able to get minutes in the Europa League that's now looking quite frustrating and it might discourage Jose a little bit from chucking him in at the deep end at Stamford Bridge although I could definitely see that happening
3: Yeah I mean I, I think we didn't get to see nearly enough from that last 10 minutes although what you can say is that you know Wales play in a similar way to that in that they sit in and they soak up a lot of pressure and and by all accounts, he's done that very well. So, you know, although he's not getting playing time with us, he is still starting for Wales, and they're in terrific form, especially in terms of defensively. If not, <laughs> they're not great to watch offensively. Um, I watched some. I watched both the Wales games. Well, all of the Wales games actually during the. And he was he was good when he played. Um, yeah, you do. That's two. It's a small sample size to say whether he fits fits Spurs like that. But I think I think him and Eric Dyer are fairly similar in the way that they play. Um, which I think suits the way that we're going to play against. Well, we're going we're going to play against Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal in a similar way, aren't we? You know, combative, sitting in. So, I think I think he will. I think he will start because Davin Sanchez is having terrible time. Even for Colombia, the other day, they lost uh, during the wo- during the international break, and I think he got into some sort of fracas with. Um, it was no someone someone on his own team. It was James Rodriguez. I think him and James Rodriguez got into a bit of a.
4: Oh really! I didn't even see that.
3: Bit of a something.
4: Um, yeah, de- yeah, him, Jefferson, from like punch up or something.
3: Yeah, Jefferson Lerma, uh, Davidson Sanchez, and Hammers Rodriguez had a has a, had a bit of a coming together, um, in the dressing room apparently after after a loss. Um, so you know he's having a bit of a bit of trouble at the moment. So I think Roden actually makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting, mm. and it, also it's kind of. You almost feel a bit bad for Sanchez in a sense. It's almost going to play against him that he's available for the Europa League, as you said, Dan, because you'd imagine that Davenson Sanchez is now going to be the Europa League centre-back first choice and there'll be an element of flexibility and and, and, um, rotation around him Um, and we just have to hope, you'd assume that our home games in the Europa League should be enough to see us get through to the... The next stage of the competition, and I believe that we can re-register, can't we, in January? So Roden, potentially, if he gets a bit of ch- a bit of game time in the Prem, maybe in the quarterfinals of the um, of the League Cup as well at the back end of December, might see him dropping.
3: I did enjoy Mourinho. After I don't I don't suppose either of you would have seen it, but his post-match interview, he said. Someone asked him about Chelsea. I can't remember who's doing the interview, and he he went straight into how important the Europa League is, and oh, it's a, such a tough group, Ludigrettes, You know, who knows what Ludigrettes <laughs> can do? <if> I was <laughs> just thinking, God, there's this world class bullshittery from you, like absolutely wonderful.
1: Yeah. So I I stuff. also enjoyed in this post match interview when he said a lot of people I'm sure will turn around and say it's a magical performance from the manager. No. Uh, it's <laughs> the players. <laughs> God, okay. He's so friendly. Okay. He's amazing. I, I, I'm kind of like, he, with every game that we win and with every interview that he does, someone texts me, actually, Jack Tetrunk texts me this morning and he said he's got that sort of inter vibe back about him. Sort of always feels like he's got that bit between his teeth and, and he's just sort of loving it, really. And, and the same kind of. Approach with the team. Um, let's go on to the, the ugly bits because I don't really think there's a huge amount. I suppose the, I wouldn't call this an ugly, but um, I certainly found it fascinating that that watching on, I I didn't think Gareth Bale was going to get on at all. Did anyone else expect him to feature at all after he wasn't selected? No, it, not he was really. seconds away. He was he, he was warmed up and ready to come on,
3: but. But not for that ulnar old injury. He would have come on for um, Bergvine, I imagine.
1: oh so that might have been uh, right when I was transitioning from Stan to. <laughs> no, Bergvine had already gone
3: off, hadn't he? Okay, but he was warmed Lucas. up. He'd he he'd warmed up. He he was stripped, ready to go. He it, and when he got told he wasn't coming on, this was kind of a beautiful thing, actually. He was all smiles. Okay. He was all, he was all happy. He went and sat down, had a little laugh about, it, and the camera was on him the whole time. Um it I think that sort of shows um a good cohesive squad that's happy to just get the win to be honest because yeah, I love that. He saw, you know, his mate Roden coming on. He's probably happy Was that his Premier League debut? No,
4: no he, he played, played came on minute at Burnley, I think. So, yeah, he, Burnley.
3: you know, probably just happy to see him get some minutes and and yeah. I wanted to see Gareth Bale at that point, but I want to see Gareth Bale all the time. And what it probably means is he'll get 90 minutes on Thursday, which I don't mind at all.
0: I think Lucas Moura coming on was the right decision though, because he Mm. can just sprint for hours and he was just ratting around their back four and was just harassing them. And they didn't have as much time to to breathe. Um, Gareth Bale, as we sort of know, has lost his
1: wheels a little bit in that regard. So I think that was probably a good move. I missed, honestly, I really missed Eric Lamella the other day. That game was oh, perfect for so Eric oh, Lamela. So so that was it was waiting mm. for him, wasn't it? Just to come in seventy minutes, get someone a yellow card, annoy someone, mm. get through to the end, say something silly to someone that we can clip up for social media. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I don't want to dwell too much because there's so many beautiful things, so many great things that w- that you could have picked out that were just kind of. They were like the minutiae, weren't they? The little things that maybe wouldn't get shown on a match of the day or in a highlights package. But, Shawnee, was there anything that stood out for you where you just watched it and just thought, that is stunning?
2: I think the one thing that's really kind of standing out to me is it's not like anything in particular. It's kind of the the general feeling. Like, I think if the Poch era has shown us anything, it's that you kind of need to take real kind of pride and happiness in these moments where we do win we get big wins and we kind of feel this kind of affinity with the team and it's starting to feel like that like i have a i have a friend who's a milan fan and he's been through some real tough years in like the last five six years but he's always been like every time every season he's always like we're going to do well like you need to be positive in this sport because there's no if you're just going to be negative all the time then you're just not going to get anything out of it and i've like, kind of learned to see it through that lens like it's been really great We we come away from a game against Man City against Pep Guardiola we're top of the league for I think I want to I think this is right like for the first time for more than a few hours since the second week of Poch's reign when we yeah. beat QPR 4-0 or something mm. I think that's right um, yeah and it's just just enjoying those those little moments enjoying Kane and Son being two of the best players in the league enjoying Højbjerg coming in being one of the signings of the season, enjoying enjoying Mourinho being Mourinho instead of hating Mourinho being Mourinho. Like, yeah. it just it just feels like that. It just feels like just enjoy it.
3: So what I hear you saying Sean is you're now on the train to Mourinho town full
2: steam <laughs> ahead. I'm on the train so I'm off the train that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One foot on you, one foot. You off.
4: jumped off the Juan 4th hype train. Yeah. I say <laughs> uh, Mourinho train. Did one anyone second see the league
1: though? Yeah. Back and on. I, I... Hop, hop back on. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone see Hoybier's um Big, come on! Yeah, off the back of sending De Bruyne just messing up. Us. That is that, in a nutshell, for me is I love that. He does it all the time as well. About that, yeah. that is what we've missed. Like it, we just need that.
3: Yeah, it was. It that's the sort of stuff that I think only as a Spurs fan you really notice him celebrating that. There was a moment as well with Mares where Mora sort of went in the area and then made some. I think he claimed that Regulon had sort of clipped in as he'd gone into the area. And Hoiberg just sort of big-manned him, just sort of <laughs> chested him and was like, no, mate, sorry, mate, you're not coming in today. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, geezer. Uh, which yeah, is brilliant because well. it, it it's properly... And you saw with Mourinho with him at full-time. He is the man that Mourinho can just tell. He, at half-time, the, before the game, he says to him, right, you're the leader, go out and make things happen. And he does. He's, he's Mourinho's dream player. He is so Mourinho. Probably the most Mourinho player there's ever been. Um, because yeah. he clearly loves doing the, the, the horrible, dirty, boring... Stuff that other players sort of shy away from. He loves it, and it's great. It's great. I have to say, I took massive enjoyment from Um Just, just generally, I, I, I tweeted like I was genuinely whispering to myself at points, just like, oh my god, he's incredible. He's amazing. How's he won that? Oh look, he's
4: tackled that. He's got back that. Yeah, it was just, it was brilliant. It was so enjoyable. I loved it. Well, it was just a bit of nerdery? He was on course for a hundred percent pass accuracy until fairly near the end when he misplaced two, he just did not lose the ball. He he, he, I mean, he didn't do much, anything adventurous with it. That was kind of left to Ndombele to, to play the riskier passes. But pretty much every time he got it, he, he just re- recycled it. He, he it's, it's incredible how kind of perfect he is. And you feel like he's the kind of player, and Regalon in a way, you can really see that it's, it's as much about character as, as about ability. And I think that's true of most of the signings.
1: Yeah. There was a lovely moment where... Uh... Hojbjerg got kind of like backed into a corner on the touchline anyone remember this by De Bruyne and, and, and De Bruyne just sort of like I think Hojbjerg tried to do him or tried to like skid him down the line De Bruyne sort of like just shrugged him off and I remember thinking at that point I was like yeah that's not your thing like, <laughs> you, you leave that yeah. and steer that get the hell away from that because you're mm. just perfect otherwise like just wonderful performance in all the areas that you want him to be you know just shielding the defense I, like i go on about this all the time but you can blast a ball at him at any height and he'll find a way to bring it down and just recycle possession which is invaluable when you're playing against a team like city who've got such a good press mm-hmm. um and another one that I just wanted to pick out, and I know that I kind of touched on it earlier on, but Ndombele must have put in around a hundred, ten fifteen 15-yard shuttles mm. just watching as City played the ball between the centre-backs and looked to feed it into the midfield every single time Ndombele and Kane cut off the passing lane. And they cut off that channel... That would have meant that City were then on top of you and going, even if they've got an 8v7, they'll still find a way to find that overlap and get that crossing to the back post. So stopping City playing, it won't have come across on the highlights. People won't have seen the amount of doggies that he did, but it was just incredible. And I just thought that is the sign of a player that has... Completely switched his game around because you remember when Carragher did that sort of ten-minute analysis on why he's so great on the ball and why he's so rubbish off it. it mm. He's gone completely turned that on his head.
3: Yeah, it was it was him engaging the ball first, wasn't it? He set he set the press, although the press was limited and <laughs> mostly in our half. He he went and engaged the ball first, and that actually reminded me of when Deli Ali used to do that. He'd run out past Kane and engage the ball top of the pitch. And that would set the tone. And, uh, you know, that's that's the level we need him to be at. Especially if we're going to play like that. Because there are going to be people who who claim that he's not built to play that sort of football. But that's the football we're going to play. So he sort of has to find a way to work in it. And he was throwing his body all over the place yesterday. Not just in his little turns, which I have to say, I take... Every time he does a feint, I take... Just so much joy in watching him <laughs> throw his arm up to the left and then go right. And I'd say if there's one player who can't read that, it's Rodri. Because he got thrown all over the place Rodri yesterday. Rodri and Bernardo <laughs> together, yeah. sending
1: them both off for a hot dog. Just I remember so in, the game,
3: in the game last year, he did one where he did a step over, threw his body one way and went the other way. And Rodri went the way that his body had gone the first time. And I remember thinking, <laughs> you're not built for this, mate. You're not built for this player. It's not his game. Like, and yesterday, he just he, he couldn't get close to him. And when he did... It was it was a mistake. It was almost better for him to sit off. It's, a, it's what Sergio Busquets has become an absolute master of is when to when to step in and close the close close the sort of pressure close the gate and and when to step off. And I think Rodri still sort of learning that role. And uh, yeah, I think he got he got done
1: yesterday. Jude, was there anyone that we haven't picked out? Because I mean, you could have gone through every player one to eleven and said how good they were, but. We haven't really even talked about the strikers at this point. and Harry <laughs> Kane, yeah. I Harry mean, K. it's almost like he's so good that we end up talking about him every week for just being amazing. But it was even more impressive this week. And he continues to find new ways in which he's going to do something special. Um, and Sonny as well. We should talk about Sonny. I mean, he's getting into mm. those positions you just expect him to score, don't you?
0: Yeah. Well, just going quickly back to Ndombele it looks like um. his link up with Kane is actually improving because Kane obviously now drops into these little pockets and Ndombele is so good at spinning with the ball that he can just fire these quick ones into Kane and then suddenly on the wing you've got Ston and Bergvine just absolutely pelting it down the wing <laughs> and uh, they're just in transition so so quickly um, which is just great that that chemistry is coming on a lot better and um, but Kane's just such a such an intelligent intelligent player, man. Just even with that first goal, I don't think he moved more than like two metres. And he's just absolutely ruined Diaz and Laporte. They just they just fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. Mm. And like the pass from Dombalay just to set him in, um, was fabulous. Um I'm not really sure how many opportunities Kane had to like actually shoot at goal. I know he had the one disallowed. Um I'm not sure how many saves he forced Edison to make. Um but then he obviously had the presence of mind and the perfect weight of pass to slip LaCelso in as well, oh. which just shows that he's just, just levels above that just what's that goal pass. at the moment. That the disallowed goal, that disallowed it was disallowed absolutely goal. liquid football. It that's, was so good.
3: That's that's Aurier switching the play, which I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen him do a pass that good. Bergwijn finding Son at the back post. Uh, that was a, a brilliant, amazingly worked goal. I think there has to be a fair amount of criticism for City, and I think people have already pointed it out that They just don't look like the same team. Just that that, that press, more than anything, was non-existent yesterday, and that's what allowed us to... That's where we got so much joy, especially in the... Well, actually, the first and the second goal. Uh, it's where it got pointed out, but for Kane to be standing in the centre circle with no-one within 30 yards of him <laughs> is insane. Uh, and obviously, when he's running towards goal with a pass on, you just know that his weight of pass is you know, up there with the best in the league, probably got the two best passes of the ball on the pitch yesterday, and and Kane. And, uh, I thought it was really important for La to get that goal because I think most Spurs fans would, would like to see him in the squad. I mean, at the moment you sort of go, well, who do you replace? But, uh, yeah, important for him to sort of carry on, carry on where he, where he left off before the injury. And yeah,
1: great to see him score. Do you know what I'm just going to throw into the mix as well, before we move on to quick talk about the, the Chelsea game, um, Sissoko is one of those ones who's gone under the radar and not probably got a huge amount of credit, but he seems to be this guy that Jose can just rely on all the time. He's He covers so much ground. And he again, he's another one that does a lot of the ugly stuff, but he's so physically good as well that he's another one can just kind of relieve pressure, isn't he, Dan?
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just the kind of ultimate sort of workhorse for from Mourinho in there, and he he, yeah, he, he, he's, he feels like he's increasingly kind of as important as anyone, and I think we're all longing to see this, well, we were all longing to see this Lo Celso and Dombele, uh, Heuberg midfield, and I'm sure we will at some point, but as we've said before, it just doesn't feel like Jose's kind of ready to, to let go of Musa at the moment. Um, mm. Certainly, I don't think he will kind of this side of Christmas. Um And uh, as we saw, the kind of ndombele Le Celso's almost becoming the sort of uh, our our version of Kovacic-Barkley, where it's just the the change you make every game. It's just kind of (laughs) one or the other. Um, But couldn't have worked better on on, on Saturday. So, yeah, I think I, I did a great interview. Well, it wasn't. I'm not saying my piece was great, but I would enjoyed speaking <laughs> to, to Shizuka. It, um, it was. It, sure was, it great. was fucking. It was fucking quality. <laughs> 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 oh, Musted fucking quality. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, enjoyed, I had a, a chat with Shizoko on, on Zoom with one other reporter, and, you know he's he's not explosive. He, he he's not a kind of a amazing speaker, but he, he just he really you just get the impression of speaking to him that he's just such a kind of solid. Good bloke, and and it's it's easy to see why everyone in the dressing room loves him, and and why Sacramento told Mourinho that he was a great influence, and why they all seeing old oh, Moussa Sissoko. Um, he he's just he just seems like a great influence and a great presence around the club, kind of on and off the pitch.
3: Mm.
1: Right, five minutes to look ahead to the two games that are coming up this week. We'll probably do a little bit more on Chelsea if we do a second pod uh, later on off the back of of the Europa League. We will. Who, who are we who are we <laughs> expecting to um, who are we expecting to start in the Europa League? What would be everyone's starting eleven there? And, and do we? Think I, I like to see Tanganga. Back. Right, I, like, okay. I, I think Doherty's back if
4: he tests negative on, on Wednesday. So I think he'll be touch and go, which is even more reason why I like to see Tanganga. Um, I do think Tanganga's quite his skill set is, is quite well suited to to the, the kind of football that we know we're going to. Play against your Chelsea's and Arsenal's. He, he he likes putting his body on the line. He's a very good, kind of last ditch defender, and he adds a little bit of pace back there. So it, I, I'd like to see him get some minutes because if if Roden isn't kind of ready to step in, then yeah, he could be someone to to partner Dyer in the next few weeks. So that that would be good.
1: Mm. Uh, I, important I, to get a win as well here, isn't it, Andrew? Yeah, I mean.
3: As with I think, I think with these Europa League games, I think it's always important to go in, <laughs> almost with like, with without expecting too much, and that's always been the case. I think for the Europa League, is you have to realize when you make ten changes, it's almost like a League Cup game when you make ten changes. It's going to be a different team. It's going to be a different style. I'd like to see Vinicius. I still, I still, and also I'd like to see Vinicius for ninety minutes, and and allow him to play into the game. You know, I'd like to see Deli Ali, but it feels like that's becoming. More, and more of a pipe dream than anything, uh, and then like people like Harry Winks, who's still getting still getting picked for England, but can't get can't you know can't get minutes for Spurs. I, you know, I think it's important to see what what he can do for for Tottenham, maybe in a slightly different role. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there is. I mean, we have got great depth that, and it's you know it's been a while since we've been able to say say that. So yeah, it will be good to see some of the B team. Uh, get a good run out. Yeah, the, I literally I just that... remembered that Jedson Fernandes
2: exists. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Jetson about, I was thinking about like, the young players we could bring in. I was like, oh my God, Jetson's still here. I haven't seen him in ages. He doesn't actually <laughs> exist
4: in the Europa League. He's not eligible. He's He's not. Not. Yeah. He didn't get put <laughs> in the squad, did he?
3: Well, that, surely that, that loan is going to be terminated soon because what a waste of his time and our time and mainly his time. But our <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> um, like... Uh, you know we've seen so little from him just in terms of playing time but also when he has played i i have no idea what sort of player he is really and that, i think that was the accusation when when uh when he came over here a lot of um benfica benfica yeah yep. a lot of benfica yep. fans sort of said you know there was a lot of hype around him and he he, he played a fair amount of games but then Adel rapt displaced him and what does that that What does that mm. tell you about about him? And then and then there was a lot of talk about him becoming potentially right back or, you know, a, a yeah, deeper midfielder. That was a experiment, it,
1: wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it, uh... purely season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. I think I think it's we can put this one down as a failed, um, failed experiment, and he can go back to Benfica and have a lovely old time. Shawnee,
1: who are you gonna who's who should be the front three on uh, on Thursday night against Gretz?
2: Uh I'm trying to remember who we have We've got too many players now um, I'd, like to see Berg- I'd like to see Bergwijn start again I think there's a good chance for him to get a goal and he played really well at the weekend so it'd be nice to see the kind of two sides of him the defense side now if he gets a goal and assist. maybe it'll be nice and like you guys said Vinicius for 90 minutes just just so get- he gets the feel of the team for 90 minutes if Lamella's back it'd be great to see him again I don't I'm not Expecting to be thrown in the deep end like that because he just never is like that. I think he'd be good against Chelsea as well. Uh, oh, Bale. How I keep forgetting Bale? See? So too many players. So much now. death. <laughs> so, so much, much death. It's because you when love La When too we were talking much. about having too many players at the start of the season, this is what you meant because he's got to remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: look, fingers crossed, it's a, it's a solid win on Thursday night. And then we're sitting here come Friday and able to kind of dissect another great win and dissect the. The kind of uh, the team that will start against Chelsea because you'd imagine there's going to be another exciting tactical battle and Lampard got one over on Jose last year so he'll want to put that right. Hopefully another pat on the back of the head whilst looking down the barrel of the lens. <laughs> first, first <laughs> um, thank you did so you, much. Uh, Adam, did you see how quickly? do you see how quickly
3: Pep Guardiola moved past him? He was like, "You're not patting my bald head, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Get away. Get off me. Get yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> quality stuff Uh, thanks so much to Dan thanks so much to Jude Shawnee Hunter Um, make sure you check everyone on social make sure you rate the pod leave us a review and we'll see you all on Friday
0: sick of being upsold at gyms